Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, folks. I hope you're having a great day. What a beautiful day weather-wise out there. It was a beautiful drive coming into the studio. Yes, I am in the studio today. Coleman didn't recognize me as I walked in and kind of asked who that was. But we're happy to be uh, here. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to visit with Keith Freeshirts, president of Monarch Technology, in the 12 o'clock hour. We'll talk about a number of folks that have been cyber attacked here locally. And a lot of people believe that they're not going to experience this. Well, you just never know. We'll talk about the do's, the don'ts. We'll go to the lines. We'll take your questions about anything that you may be confused about, but this is something that you really need to protect yourself, especially if you're a small business owner or otherwise, because you are a fiduciary. You are holding other people's uh, information, sensitive information, uh, and you need to do so in a way that matters. We'll go to NOLA Coalition in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll talk with Repre- uh, excuse me, Reverend Deborah Gilmore from the Touching Jesus Ministries, and we'll talk uh, to Deborah about uh, a number of the programs uh, they're running, a Touching Jesus Ministries, and their relationship with the NOLA Coalition. Also, uh, want to remind folks that I will be broadcasting live tomorrow from H2O on Metairie Road, 441 Metairie Road. We will be collecting toys for the tots, right? Unwrapped toys, games, uh, or donations. All of that works. The Marines will be out there with it with us. It's one of my favorite days of the year, uh, getting to interview the young Marines that are there protecting our country, serving our country, and engaged in this civic-oriented uh, um, exercise that they do every year with Toys for Tots. We do well every year, and we hope that everyone is in a giving mood tomorrow. Just drive on by. We'll come out to the car, meet you. We'll be out front interviewing folks and just having a good time bringing in the holidays and hopefully being able to provide a number of toys to those less fortunate than us. I'm really excited about talking to our next guest, Michael Galata, head chef at Tana Restaurant, a new restaurant on Metairie Road, um, a great new experience, a great new opportunity uh, to uh, be able to stay, for me, close to home and being able to Dine. Chef Galat has appeared several times on NBC's Today Show. He's been named one of top 30 chefs to watch in the nation by Plate Magazine, a New Orleans rising star by Star Chefs, a Best New Chef by Food and Wine Magazine. 
and Chef of the Year by New Orleans Magazine, and he also was a finalist for the James Beard Awards Best Chef South in 2020. The only thing that I could find and uh, kind of a nick on on his history is that he's a crusader, and I'm a blue jay. Michael Galato, welcome to the show. <laughs> Oh, wow. We're just coming out swinging. All right. <laughs> See how that goes. Glad to know the New Orleans spirit never dies. Absolutely, baby. What high school did you go to? <laughs> yeah, right? Right out the bat. <laughs> right on the heels of all of those awards, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we can't, can't win them all, really, you know? <laughs> So, uh, Michael, exciting uh, news. I mean, I, I drove by there the other day. Of course, I uh, curiosity killed the cat. Uh, I had to go up and kind of peer into the restaurant, see what was going on. It looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's almost overwhelming for me how beautiful that the restaurant is. I mean, you know, it's a it's a it's a concept that my business partner and I have had in our back pockets for. Uh, for a long time just waiting for the right opportunity you know we have our two other restaurants and and you know we we, we kind of bootstrapped those two and then just you know made them made them work and then you know mid-pandemic um uh you know gabe and gabe gabe and chris came to us and they were just like hey we have this we have this concept we want to launch like do you have something that could go in this spot and we we're like man absolutely we do um and it just it just really came together and all just great partners. We've all worked really well together to, to, to make it happen. We found an amazing interior designer. Um, and we, it just has really, it's stunning on the inside and, and we're excited about the food. We, we've we've assembled a great management team with a great sommelier and a great bar manager. And, you know, it's really supposed to be two restaurants, two things in one where we have this beautiful restaurant. Uh, we've got a beautiful private dining room that will eventually be able to do parties. But then we also have this amazing lounge that's almost an entirely separate entity. Um, with with the guy just the 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 inside of it is is just um, stunning so if you would for the benefit of the listening audience tell us a little bit about the style of the menu and the style of cooking um so i you know i'm from new orleans um and i my family is you know my great-grandmother was sicilian it's named after my great-grandmother her name was gaetana giacona and so it's named tana that was her nickname for from everyone and a lot of her recipes are, you know, she was actually born in New Orleans and raised in Palermo and then came back, which is just like a crazy story. Yeah. So we, we have this, I grew up with this very mixed uh, Sicilian New Orleans heritage, but then I also uh, was able to secure a spot in a restaurant in Northern Italy in Liguria where I, where I trained um, for, for a year, uh, mostly in Liguria and a little bit in the Piemonte region. And so I spent about a year in Italy um, training and learning just really great pasta work. And so I'm able to bring that with me as well. And I think the greatest thing about where I trained was just that, you know, it was very, the, the food is is uh, very flavor forward, very bright, um, but in a lot of ways very light. And I think that's kind of fun because then I can take our really rich, deep, soulful cooking of New Orleans and add a few bright notes and, and slip in a few different flavors that we're not used to and, and try to keep it, uh, recognizable and approachable and 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 still soul warming but but sneak in a few things to make it different and exciting uh, to keep everyone coming back for more and the interesting thing about your history is uh, <clears throat> Sicilian style cooking in northern Italy style cooking same country but vastly different right 
Well, definitely. Well, you know, where I trained in Piemonte, like up in that's that's you know landlocked, and and it's a much much more like cream and heavy cheese and and, and those kind of things. But the coastal, the, like where I worked in Liguria, is very similar to the food in, in Sicily. I mean, Sicily has a lot more that the North African influence with the North North African spices. Um, but the Ligurian coast was all beautiful shrimp and you know beautiful lobster, and, yeah. it, and it was all just a lot of olive oil. Like very simple dishes. It was just tomatoes, seafood, olive oil, pasta, kind of what we're used to down here. I mean, the, the great thing is that we are also a coastal community. And so um, I'm really able to tie the three together, and that's that's what's the most exciting about it. Will Tana have a signature dish? Oh, man, I'm not even sure yet. <laughs> we got. So I develop signature dishes by baking a whole bunch of things, and when everyone likes the most, that one stays, and that becomes a signature. Every day's another signature dish, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, there is a, there's a truffle ravioli that people are, are going to go crazy for. I know that much. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be a few. We, we're doing our, you know, our version of, like, uh, oyster bordelaise, which is going to be, which is, God, it's just delicious. we got a couple of different things. Um yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to see. Whatever, whatever, whichever one everyone loves, that one becomes a signature. How much uh, weight, uh, seafood versus meats, veals, um, and just pasta I'm to dishes? i keep it really, really even. Uh-huh. Um, it's about 50-50 right now. So, like, so mostly the appetizers are all very seafood-heavy just because we're a big shellfish culture. And it's, mm-hmm. You know, shellfish is kind of hard to make center of the plate a lot of times. Right. Um, so there's just a lot of crab, shrimp, oysters. Um, obviously not crawfish because I only do crawfish in crawfish season. Um, and then, but we are going to have a, a steak and chop section. It won't be huge, but there's always going to be uh, a few signature steaks and chops. And then we do, well, we do one signature, which is we do, God, it's just like a giant, uh, 14 ounce pork chop that we pound out and do a pork chop Parmesan. Wow. I mean, it's a tire, tire bone in pork chop that we pound out super thin. We do a special spice blend on it. We bread it, we fry it, and then we top it with, uh, marinated tomatoes, our house gravy, um, and we do fresh mozzarella and a cheese that I love, which is a Sicilian, it's uh, cacio cavallo, which is like an aged provolone. Uh, and we and then we broil the whole thing. So that 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 one's definitely a showstopper um, as far as for the meat section. And uh, and then we're you know we're gonna do our version of a veal marsala. You know I love taking just those traditional New Orleans Italian or American Italian Italian dishes and just doing them with with just a really great ingredients. We got like a really good Sicilian marsala. Really good local mushrooms from a local grower, you know. We're real, so we're just going to knock that one out of the park. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of those kind of things. Um, and then there's, you know, we're always going to have two nice fish dishes, like either that focus on two different kinds of fish, like a heavier fish and a lighter, flakier fish. We're always going to have both of those. Michael, talk to me if you will about the synergy down at that end of, of um, Metairie Road. I mean, you, they have another new restaurant across the street from you guys, yeah. and it just seems to me that the energy has been really building. I've dined over there, and a lot of the discussion, you know, was, you know, they love that, and they can't wait for your place to open, and it seems like the tide's going to rise for all because um, it, it's really going to create a, a a great area of Metairie Road. Right. And I think I, I think everyone's always talked about that, and it's like, and that's the, I mean, I got to admit, the craziest thing, because, you know, I've, I've always it's funny the whole uh you know jesuit versus brother martin thing is the same thing like my mom grew up in Orleans Paris, and she's always like i'm never going to metairie and this and that and like now finally she's like i can't handle the taxes anymore i think i gotta go to metairie and i'm like wow my mom said that like holy hell i mean my mom grew up at the point so she's like super hardcore new orleans you know i mean my dad grew up in gentilly it's like a thing yeah uh, so 
You know, when I first said I was going to Metairie, they're like, what? But they're like, everyone lives out here. Everyone, I, like, when we said we were opening in Metairie, I have never gotten the responses that we, like, everyone stops me and they're like, I cannot wait for you to open. I live right, I, I live five minutes away. Like, this area of Metairie Road is five minutes from anywhere. Um, and so it's, I think it's, we're really excited about the location. Where, you know, we really think, uh, and the same with Garrison, I think we both rolled into an underserved uh, area at the same time and you know we're both bringing a really beautiful spaces with really high-end cuisine and I, th- I think i think it was just timing i think everyone was looking for that um over here and we just happened to be able to come in at the, at the front of it and i, I think it, it really worked out yeah how, is you mentioned earlier that this is one of um the few restaurants that you've actually kind of gone in from the very beginning and and developed a you know the the style, the look, the feel. Um, mm-hmm. How? Yeah, this will how, be my third restaurant. How, how different is that? How do you mean? I mean, th- this is a new building, right? I mean, right. it's not like a rehab or something or anything. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So from the ground up, this is the first time I've ever done a ground up restaurant, and oh my, I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny because it's you're allowed to really make it become your own, but man, it's a whole nother ball game when you're doing it from the ground up it's just it's it's it, you know this has been two and a half years out um getting this restaurant open so it, it definitely was different uh building something from the ground up it was a lot more involvement it was a lot more meetings just going over it with the contractors trying to nail nail out all the all because it has to be so specific you know when we go into a rehab it's like all right we're gonna read you know, make this wall look better knock this wall out put this up over the wall that's already there this was a lot more intense yeah, when but you have that clear canvas, you can almost do every, anything, right? Well, I'll tell you, the one thing, this is the first restaurant that I'm ever going to open where I have enough power. Uh, <laughs> kitchens kitchens never have enough power because every time the companies come out with new equipment, each new equipment has, like, it needs a different set, you know? And it's right. just like, this time I've been able to put in all the equipment I want. I've been able to run all the power that I want. And the the amount of power any kind of business needs now because like we're using all of our menus are backlit to so to help people they don't have to work, like pull out their iphones in the dining room to shine the light on them so all those need to be charged at night like our, our wine lists are on ipad right all that has to be charged at night like i never i never realized how much power like newer businesses need as everything turns to technology um it's well, look, wild don't go don't don't go getting lazy on us now that you've got all the power you need and you don't have to be innovative and exotic about how you prepare these meals. You know? I mean, one thing I always get told is that, you know, because my other two restaurants, I'm, I'm, I'm typically I'm told that I'm too exotic and too out there. I get, trust me, I've been called a blasphemer. I've been called a lot of things. I understand. Uh, as far I, as that's as why I bring it up. That's why I said don't get too lazy on us now. Yeah, I'm trying not to lose my edge here. But, uh, but it's amazing, some of this newer equipment. I have this one piece of... So we do these really beautiful arancini, which is the little fried rice balls. Uh-huh. Um, and we, st- we do an asabuco one. So we braise the, the veal shanks just like you would an asabuco. We pick that meat. We take the braising liquid. We cook it down until it's really thick and delicious. And we fold it back into the meat and make a filling. And then we, so we wrap that filling with, with uh, saffron rice and then bread it and fry it. And we have this new, this new tilt skillet. And like when I, where I came from, tilt skillets were like the use of like giant you know, uh, banquet kitchens and just to make big pots of gravy. But this thing does everything. It is like it cooked. It cooks the lamb on one side, like to the most perfect te- or the, uh, the veal on one side of the most perfect tender uh, texture. And then on the other side, it cooks the rice. And it, like, I've never seen rice come out 
more perfectly. I'm like, this is amazing. I mean, I just didn't know when I first got the dang thing. I pull, I put it in there, and I'm like, what am I going to do with this thing? It's like it's all got, it's got like an automated screen. It looks like an iPhone on the front. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and it, it's in the the product that's coming out of it. I'm like, holy, I mean, God, it's it's unreal. That is really exciting. Let's let's flip to uh, the wine list for a second because I'm oh, yeah. I'm a wine guy. Uh, yep. And especially when it comes to that style of dining, uh, mm-hmm. I find that that's the greatest opportunity to match wines uh, that that Absolutely. we that we have in this city, and uh, and totally love Italian wine. Uh, it's mm-hmm. probably my favorite, to be quite frank with you. So tell us about that. So we uh, so first we built um, a beautiful wine room. You know, we had a company come in from California and hand build it for us. Um, and it's, you know, the big thing for us is it's not huge, but it, it allows us to, to do a very specific, very, um, uh, fun wine list. We, we, we have a, an award-winning sommelier, he's, he's uh, Steve Russett, and he has come in and the greatest thing about him is he's been in the game for so long. He knows everyone, he knows all the producers. So, I mean, when you, when you walk past this wine room, uh, you know, he's got all along the front, he's got all the Magnums and then all the, the, the Nebuchadnezzars and the, and the Jerobums, the giant bottles of wine for, for large parties. But he's also, you know, he he is there. He aims to please, which is what I love. He's not trying to make it too out there to where people can't to where people feel uncomfortable when they're reading the list. Like he's got some good Italians, but he's also got some good Californias. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's really got it where everyone's going to feel like they can find something they enjoy on the list. Um, you know, and I think that's the greatest part about it. But he's all, I mean, but he has also brought in some really fun wines uh, from northern Italy and Sicily. And, you know, he's got a few Lambruscos and things like that that are kind of – I've always loved Lambruscos, but Lambruscos are just kind of coming back in style. So he's got a few of those on there just for fun. Uh, he's really done a great job with it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. Now, your first night open will be Thursday night, right? You guys are taking that's, reservations that, that evening. And um, yep. and, and – uh, are y'all on any apps um, that you How can do you make for, for reservation? Yeah, Open Table or any of those. Yeah, we're on, we are so we're on Open Table. Uh, we we booked through Open Table. Um, we also have we now have uh, hosts, you know, manning the phones. But uh, Open Table is probably the easiest way to go about it. Uh, you can book everything up to a six stop on Open Table. Anything bigger, uh, you got to call the restaurant, which has been a thing. Everyone wants in, and I think you know we're already achieving what we want to achieve, which is to be you know a place for people to celebrate, and uh, you know everyone's calling with. They want 12 tops and 20 tops. So I go, hey, hold on. We got to get the doors open first. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and I know a lot of people are calling about private events. We do have a private event space, but we got to kind of get our feet under us first before we start booking that space. Um, yeah, you, know, you, we, we you open, make... you're opening at a tough time of the year, right? I mean, oh, yeah, high I expectations. Everybody's booked. And you know, another, another sure. restaurant? Great. Let's try to get in there. Trust me. I wanted to open in September. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good. Two weeks before Christmas? Perfect. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> timing is everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Timing and location. And we definitely have the location. Absolutely. So. Michael, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts is, you know, we're, we're aiming to be, um, you know, an instant New Orleans institution. Like, that's, that's what we've always since the day, day we launched it like we want to we want to be a place a go-to place and that you know i think we're going to be able to achieve it we're really excited for the menu we're really excited for the staff for the team that we have um and i think i think it's i think it's going we're going to knock it out of the park 
All righty. Well, congratulations to you and your group, Gabe Corciani, and so many others that have have been involved in the development of this restaurant. And I sincerely look forward to uh, dining with you guys and enjoying uh, what y'all do. And I certainly will be looking for my Blue Jay discount. (laughs) We charge y'all more. That's not how that works. We charge charge you guys more. Uh, You know, we know that. Absolutely. Michael Michael Galata, head chef at Tana Restaurant, new restaurant on Metairie Road. Folks, uh, don't miss it. Uh, get on out there and experience it over the holidays. Thank you so much for joining us, Michael, and congratulations. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, all righty. We'll be right back, folks. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. Um number of texts have come in, and I apologize for this. I thought I said the address of where they are. The text pointed out that we were talking about that end of Metairie Road. The address of Tana is 2929 Metairie Road. It's about two blocks on the New Orleans side of Causeway Boulevard, where Causeway hits Metairie Road. If, you, if you're coming from the lake towards Metairie Road, you want to take a left, and it'll be two blocks on your left-hand side. There's a new uh shopping center there um, on, on the left-hand side, and Tana is uh, right there front and center in that shopping center. There's Garrison's Restaurant on the right, Tana on the left. Uh, they're right across the street from one another. Uh, that's what I meant by that end of um, Metairie Road. A, a lot of new restaurants uh, down towards that end um, that have been opening up over the past several years and creates a lot of synergy down there, a lot of excitement, a lot of energy. Uh, a lot of folks really excited about this uh, new restaurant from um, Chef Galata and, and the, and the re- remaining uh, team members that, that he has of this um, ambitious Italian kitchen uh, Sicilian restaurant opening up there, which is, I think, going to be very, very different. Look forward to it. Well, as it turns out, it looks like uh, the Harvard University president, Claudine Gay, is going to keep her job. Uh, Just recently, 570 members of the Harvard faculty signed their names to a petition released on Sunday night, branding the backlash of her congressional testimony uh, produced uh, as a thoughtless act of unenlightened aggression. 
It's interesting, uh, you know, that they had a very difficult time, all of these university presidents, uh, talking about what's going on with Israel, talking about how uh, the comments being made that want to bring about the complete annihilation of Israelis, of Jews, um, and they ask them as to whether or not that is in violative of the code of conduct of their respective universities, uh, the killing of someone, and their answer is it all depends on the context. Now, when, when you're articulating a desire and a belief that a group of individuals should be killed, all or in some, why, why do folks have such a hard time squaring that up morally as to whether or not that would be a violation of the code of conduct of a university? Well, the presidents of Harvard, Penn, and MIT had that very problem. And it's, it's interesting to me that they could not utter the words that advocating genocide of Jews is a problem. And it occurred to me, I wonder if we were to look at their, at their background, their ethnicities, their race, and others, how they would answer the question if the same thing was talked about in that fashion relative to their ethnic group and or race, what their answer might be. Would it roll off their tongue a lot easier that that would run violative of the code of conduct of their university? I bet that it would. But why the problem here? What is it about these universities that creates this landscape that when their students are advocating the random and indiscriminate killing of a group of people, talking about it in open, professing it at rallies and things of that nature, that they don't have a problem with it. They don't find a problem with it. And it's not until they're called out and their jobs are at risk where they have something real that they're going to lose, they will have had to consume something at that point in time, where we hear, the, you know, that statement, oh, I'm sorry. I was insensitive. I was trying to be fair and balanced, and we tried to hide under the auspices of free speech, the First Amendment, um, and all of this, your right to say it is one thing in some respect. The ability or the, or the desire of others to accept it and have that trump everything uh, is something else. So advocating the killing of a group of people, why is it so hard to square that up at these universities? I'm curious, would love to hear from anybody, 504-260-1870, as to why, what they think is going on here. Well, I think I know what came, you know, as it relates to Claudine Gay, it became very evident what was going on. So we have a Republican congresswoman, Elise Stefanik, from New York, who actually calls them out. Yes or no? Is the killing of Jews, is the genocide of Jews, is what they're talking about, uh, doing to Jews, is that violative of your code of conduct or not? 
and they gave nuanced answers. And they couldn't square it up because they're worried, really, about giving in to a Republican. This became party politics at its worst. Her defenders, Claudine Gay's defenders, they even wrote, they said, Harvard is obliged to resist political pressures that are at odds with Harvard's commitment to academic freedom. What? What is that? It sounds like they went to the Latoya Cantrell School of Word Salad. That's what it sounds like to me. It says nothing. Academic freedom is about advocating for genocide, for the killing of a population. That's academic freedom? Of having rallies and and intimidating fellow students and calling them names and things of that nature and harassing them day in and day out on their campuses where part of your student body feels totally at risk? Is that the academic freedom that they're looking to protect? What difference does it make whether or not a Republican, a Democrat, an Independent, or anyone else asks the simple question, in fact, the most obvious question to be asked, quite frankly, the most probative question to be asked of university presidents, and one would think with the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars that they paid in consultants that were all sitting in the room with them and having coached them for two to three days before they ever went before Congress, knowing what was at risk, they couldn't get that right? How can you not get that right when your students are advocating on behalf of a philosophy that desires to kill Jews? What possibly could be driving an ideology in our university campuses where you cannot square that up morally? You can't, in a definitive way, an aggressive, well-thought-out way, answer the question, and why can't you just say yes or no? Yes, it's violative of it. We don't embrace, no matter the context, the killing of another person. We don't do it. When you look back as to all the things that they disciplined students for in the George Floyd error and the summer of love and everything else that goes on, this doesn't square up at all. And one has to under why, wonder why. Are Jews just expendable? Because of university policies and beliefs or so forth? That that's an obvious question that needs to be answered. When the leadership in these universities can't come to grips with that simple question, why should we believe that anyone else can? Three of the finest, allegedly finest learning institutions in the country, MIT, Penn, and Harvard, all suffered from the same problem and just being honest about an answer. Had to come back and correct it 
once they realized that nobody was buying what they were saying, nobody really that had half a lick of a brain was embracing what they were saying, and no one could square up what, what it was that they were trying to protect. You know, it's funny to hide behind this thing about the First Amendment free speech, especially when we're, we're not really totally honest with people about what it is and the extent of that protection and what it means. Nobody was asking them to go trample the rights of individuals. What they were asking, simply put, is if a student went out front of anybody's office in any town USA and said that I'm, and, and they are affiliated with the company, let's say they're an employee, I'm here to kill the CEO. The CEO is white, Hispanic, black, Asian, could be anything, Indian, doesn't matter. I don't like them, I'm here to kill them. Would we have this hesitation in denouncing that? Would we have the hesitation of removing that individual from the company's property, from the school's property, from anything? Would we have that hesitation? And whose right are we protecting at that point in time when we're advocating for the killing of an individual? For whatever reason, these folks thought it was important enough to be subtle in their response, as though they're protecting someone. Who are they protecting? The obvious answer is Palestinians. The obvious answer is Hamas, terrorists. We now have open debate on university campuses now as to whether or not Calling Hamas a terrorist organization is too harsh. But why would one be surprised? We have now on university campuses the difficulty in understanding when there's an explicit call for genocide to kill all members of a group of people whether or not that would be a violation of the policies like we just talked about. So what are they doing on the campus of Cornell? They're redefining what genocide actually means. So when we're talking about intifada, to kill all Jews, they're saying that that's not necessarily the case because that's not what it means. It means that just they're just going to kill a lot of them, not all of them. So, therefore, it's acceptable. Do you see what's happening or what's going on in our campuses? Can you believe what's going on here? That we're willing to create a nuance to protect somebody's right to say that there's a whole part of a population that deserves to die but they're willing to cancel everybody else. You think they're open and receptive? Try seeing whether or not a conservative individual can go on most of these campuses and not be canceled, not be trampled on, and not be suppressed in some way, shape, or form. We'll be right back. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Well, welcome back, folks. So what I was talking about with Cornell, the uh, U.N. Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of Genocide uses the following definition. In the present convention, genocide means any of the following acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, eth- ethnical, racial, or religious group as such, killing members of the group, causing serious bodily or mental harm, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part, imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group and forcibly transferring children of the group to another group, which is all things that Hamas has done. This is the statement of Cornell. Over the past few days, issued on December 9th of this year, over the past few days, a number of universities, including Cornell, have been asked by members of Congress to make clear their policies around genocide. Genocide is abhorrent, and Cornell condemns calls for the genocide of any people. An explicit call for genocide to kill all members of a group of people would be a violation of our policies. So if you're only going to kill some people of that group at Cornell, you're 6'2 and even over and out. You're good. You're covered. Not a big deal. This is exactly what I'm talking about. These people are crazy. They're absolutely nuts. And supposedly, these are some of the smartest people in our country running these incredible learning institutions, and we wonder why we have a difficult time dealing with the obvious And we don't believe that these folks should lose their employment for the idiocracy that that they're pointing out. If you just advocate to kill 50% of Jews, you're good. But if you advocate to kill 100%, then that's a little much, and that definitely runs violative of our school policies. Would one call that context? I don't know. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back, folks. We'll visit with our NOLA Coalition partners, Reverend Deborah Gilmore from the Touching Jesus Ministries uh, to start off the 11 o'clock hour. We'll talk about some other news that's breaking in the back half of the 11 o'clock hour. And at, in the 12 o'clock hour, we'll visit with Keith Freeshirts, president of Monarch Technology. We'll talk about the cyber attacks. What's the best way to approach trying to mitigate the risk that we all have day in and day out? We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.